Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% it's time for the Youth Sports Show with the Fans High School Insider, Big Time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome into the Blaze Farming Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern, and we're going to talk youth basketball. Every once in a while doing this show, I get a chance to uh, to interview, to meet somebody that I was I just enjoyed watching play. I, I, I just really did. And Joe Chapman, uh, he played at Marquette, and he played during some really good times at Marquette. And he was a guy I loved watching play. And I uh, got a chance to talk to Kevin McKenna, who's going to join us today, in fact, at 930. He's the head uh, basketball coach at Hartford. And Kevin said, hey, you know, Joe does a great job with, with youth basketball. It, does, it, it gets it. He understands it. And you should have him on that youth sports show. And so I invited Joe to come and sit in the studio with me for an hour. Uh, Joe, it's good to meet you. Yeah, you too, Mike. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, really you bet. It. Reading your stuff, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, the the Chapman Basketball Academy. And, and Google that if you get a chance. The thing that jumped out at me, and we're going to talk about your background, your yep. history and all that. But what jumped out at me is your mission and your pillars. The number one is beyond time. And I asked you to be at 845 today. You were here at 844. And I just really appreciated that. And then when I looked at that this morning, doing some research through the show, that's what jumped out at me. It wasn't, you know, being able to go to your left or getting the gap and kick or, you know, set a pick. and, and it, it wasn't basketball. It's be on time is your first pillar. Yeah. I, I, I mean, to me, that's the number one thing. Uh, if we're teaching kids life lessons um, through the game of basketball, that's the number one thing. We would preach, you know, we're trying to get a real job after, you know, we're done playing. You have to be on time yeah. right? or you get fired. I mean, there's no way around it. There's no way around <laughs> it. We The show before, Joe, there, there's a um, a group called Skills USA. And we talked, to, we talked to the executive director for half of the show. And they're really big in northern Wisconsin. They're big out west. Not mm-hmm. so big here. And we're trying to change that. Mm-hmm. And they teach kids a lot about you know, personal responsibility and be on time is one of them. Mm -hmm. And so for two shows in a row, we're talking about, look, one of the most important things you can do is show up on time. When when, when we were walking in, I told you that welders are getting 300 bucks an hour. Right. Nobody knows it. Right. And if if you're not, if you're not willing to show up on time and work, Mm -hmm. if you're willing to do that, man, there's a lot of jobs out there right now. Oh, absolutely. And when, kids just put themselves in a tough position of just putting all their eggs in one basket and not trying to develop as a you know whole individual and as a person and just as an athlete you kind of lose sight can i ask you because your background i when i looked at it i didn't realize you were two-time first team all america all state um mcdonald's all american 
played overseas. You, you played in a Final Four appearance. Dwayne Wade, Steve Novak, Travis Diener, Wesley Matthews, some of your teammates. Then you spent 11 years playing professionally. Did you, as a young kid down in the Chicago area, you went to Bloom Township High School, did you put all your eggs in one basket at one point? Or did you were you able to – did you get guidance from adults in your life saying, look, you're really good, but you need to figure out what's going to happen after this? No, I didn't. I mean, I grew up a little differently because I, I knew I was going to be pretty good at basketball early on. I broke my leg at um, 14 years old, so I had to stop playing football. Okay. Um, and that forced me to understand what I wanted to do. And when I was um, interested in stories, when I when I got hurt, my mom took away all of my Michael Jordan tapes okay. and, and gave me Larry Bird. Um, the did, doctor, she, did she really? <laughs> yeah, the doctor was like, uh, you wouldn't be this type of an athlete again, so you need to work on your skill and overcome that athletic ability and try to focus in on what you're going to be as you get older. Yeah. And by focusing on that, I started to understand the craft of the sport a little bit more. Well, do you know why I liked watching you play? And and look, I've been a basketball coach for 36 years. Mm-hmm. So, I do do I like watching, you know, certain players uh, for certain reasons. I love guys that understand the whole game. That understand how to shade a screen, that understand what help side is, right. to understand to how to get in a gap. And if if a Novak's hit four in a row, got to give it to him, man. Get him one <laughs> more open look and see if you can ride that pony a little Absolutely. bit longer. And that's what I thought you did, Joe. I th- you shot the ball well, mm-hmm. um, but I thought all the other aspects of it, I, I just enjoyed. I, I enjoyed that part. And however you figured it out, and maybe it was from watching the Larry Bird tapes, mm-hmm. but. You knew it, it seemed to me from sitting in the stands that you understood your role and understood what a teammate was. Well, and I appreciate that. I think one of the hard parts is as you go through this ladder of naming things that I've done, um, you all have a role to play on each team. And the guys that understand that and going into it saying that, hey, everyone's not going to average 20. Right. But what can I do for the team to get better? I think kids miss out on that because everyone wants to be the LeBron James and. Steph Curry's of the world, but you got to understand what's better, what we need to win. Right. Um, if winning is the number one, you would buy into it. How hard was that for you? Because coming out of high school, yep. you, you had a lot of opportunities to go where you wanted to go. Right. And Marquette was, was where you chose. Was that hard for you because you were the big dog on campus in high school? Was that hard for you to to, to, to learn how to take a step back and say, look, if I want to be on the floor, this is what I have to do? Oh, absolutely. Because you got to understand that this guy is ahead of you that's, I mean, all Americans and Dwayne Wade and Travis Diener in the backcourt. Um, so you have to find ways to get on the court alongside of them, not replace them. Yeah, You know, they all bring something special to the table. And my job is to go out there and try to, you know, fill in the gaps of things that they need to do to be better. Maybe it's guarding the best player. Maybe it's sitting in the corner, spotting up for the three. Right. It, it changes game to game, being a role player. And that is difficult. Um, but also the, the challenge is, are, are you learning? Um, and that was the biggest thing for me. I just kept learning from those guys and understanding the roles may change. Did you enjoy the recruiting process? I did. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, coach Crane was the first coach to recruit me my sophomore year. I got moved up to varsity my sophomore year. Uh, we were playing in a state tournament, and we were playing a, a couple of these Marquette guys who were committing, and he seen me play. And, you know, that, that recruiting process was fun. I mean, it gets out of hand at times, but it's also fun. Uh, at the same point, you want to 
um, have that limelight on you after the hard work you've done. You bet. Um, but also the stress of understanding where you want to go and what visits you want to take and so forth. So I believe I was at one of your practices. Um, it was a Sunday practice before you guys played UConn at home. And Coach uh, Panaggio, yep. one-year yep. one year guy, mm-hmm. his son was playing for me at Dominican. Okay. And um, – Coach Crean, to, 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 to make it through the years with him, <laughs> you have to have a special bond with him. Back then, and I don't know what he's like now, I also do a show called Faith in the Zone. Yes. And I talk to men and women all over the country that will talk about their faith and how it's affected their lives mm-hmm. professionally and personally. I was at a practice of Coach Crean's mm-hmm. back in the day, and people keep telling me you need to reach out to him. Because the way he, where he is now compared to where he oh, was. Oh, totally different guy. <laughs> and that's what I keep, because those three, that three hour practice yeah. was, it was uncomfortable for me. <laughs> it, we had, we had high school age kids there and uh, Dominic James was thrown yep. up in the, and, and Steve Novak had to take the blue off and put a gold on because, you know, yep. just whatever. The the funny part was he was on Novak hard that day. Absolutely, I remember. Hard that Tuesday <laughs> night. At forty, he had yeah, he had the biggest <laughs> game ever. Yeah. and so I called the other guy at Dominican and said maybe we need to start treating some of our boys that way. <laughs> yeah. Novak went off. Oh yeah, I, I mean credit to Coach Kareen. I mean he he was an unbelievable guy to learn from. Those four years was very tough on everyone's bodies. But also, he got the best out of us. Uh, wait, he knew wait, how to push us. Joe, was there a time, and we're going to get to the youth part of this, yep. I promise. Oh, yeah. But I want to set this all up so that people that are listening that might not be with as familiar with your career as, as I am mm-hmm. um, understand what you've been through and and how you now take what you've learned, develop it yourself, and, and you know, you, you do the Chapman Basketball Academy, and, and we're going to talk about that part of this, but I... I, I definitely want to set this up was there times during that four-year process at Marquette that that you thought man this is not for me I gotta get out of here oh it's the first day uh, I mean those practices we're at the old gym um, you're not ready for it as a high school player the intensity level the um, you know the scrutiny you under of performing because the team is so good that they're ready to take the next step and you can't be the one holding them back. Right. And I remember the first, you know, individual we had with me and Steve and Karen Bradley and um, Andy Froing. Um, we're all in the old gym, and we're trying to get through a workout, 45 minutes on the clock, and we can see the countdown. We're we're getting there. You know, it's hot. It's 108 degrees in that old gym, Man. burning, sweating. And we're just going through it. And guys start falling out left and right. And me and Steve are the only two left. And really? We're, we're looking at each other like, all right, who's going to fall first? You know? Yeah. Because yeah, it was that type of intensity you got to get used to. Um, and that's the difference between high school and college. We we had this years ago a kid at Dominican that ended up playing at Wisconsin. And he asked me, he pulled me aside. I was the assistant coach. And he said, why does the head coach hate me so much? This mm. is in high school. And I started laughing. He goes, that's funny. And I said, no, it's funny as you don't understand. He loves you so much. He loves you so much that that he'll he doesn't mind you hating him right now, but he's gonna get you to prepared to play at the next level. Absolutely. And this kid said, I don't believe you. I said, Come Thanksgiving next year, you're gonna come back and say, Oh man, coach, you were right. He goes, That'll <laughs> never happen. 
Thanksgiving. He walked in the gym, hugged me, and he said, I can't believe it, but you were right. Yeah. He 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 did. He loved him so much. He was willing to have this kid hate him for a while to make sure he was ready for what was going to happen up at Wisconsin. Oh, uh, how about for you high school-wise? Where your high school coach get you ready for it? Oh, he did. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play for two Hall of Fame coaches in high school. My sophomore coach was inducted to the basketball Illinois Basketball Hall of Fame okay. and my varsity coach. Wow. Um, so I always had great coaches um, to help me prepare to get ready um, to get to the next level because I had to keep changing my game in high school to become a guard. Um, so my first time making All-State, um, I was a forward. You know, I played a four or five spot. So you played with your back to the basket. Yep, yeah, back to the basket. Um, and then the next year I had to become a guard. You were crafty around the basket, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's from those days, I guess. Right, I I totally agree. I think kids these days forget that it's it's the whole game you're trying to grow. And a lot of times coaches put kids in the boxes and, you know, they just stuck to playing one way Right. where it hurts you, your development. I agree um, with that. Great school, guys. You know, they, they – Sixth grade. Yeah. Well, he's my fourth. You have, <laughs> right, you have right. really you have Carl Malone here. <laughs> right, You're, right. It's in sixth grade. <laughs> hey, let's get your break as we're talking with Joe. Hey, that website you can go to ChapmanBasketballAcademy.com. ChapmanBasketballAcademy.com. One word, or Google Joe Chapman, and uh, you can get to his basketball academy. It's a it's a really good website. Gives you a lot of. Uh, a lot of information on some of the stuff that he's doing. And, again, his mission, number one, be on time. Number two, work ethic, um, accountability, effort, energy. These are all things that he talks about when he's dealing with youth. And we'll, we'll get to that part of what he's doing. 9.30, Kevin McKinnon is going to join us for a couple of minutes. And we'll talk with Joe Chapman for the rest of the hour. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and we have in studio Joe Chapman. If you're a Marquette uh, college basketball guy like I am, um, other than him and being from Chicago, he's not a bad guy. <laughs> ChapmanBasketballAcademy.com. You know, I come back in studio and... Him and my producer are talking all how they miss the Chicago food. They miss. Hey man, be quiet. You're you're a Wisconsin guy now. I hey, know it, Joe. Um, where did you play overseas, by the way? So I played in um, England for five years. Um, okay. I played in Mexico. Um, played in Colombia. Played in Chile. Man. Um, also played in Czech Republic. You've and, seen the world. And my boys were born in Japan. Me and my wife and our boys. We went to Japan and played. What is your wife's name? Uh, Carolyn. Carolyn, how many boys do you have? Uh, twin boys, Joseph and Steph. How old are they? Four. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. That's a handful right that's now. It's keeping you busy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That keeping you busy. You, Joe, you have so many great things to look forward to. Uh, I have three grandsons who live across the street. Oh, nice. But my son played basketball. I got a chance to coach him a little bit in high school, and he played at Division three college, um, Maranatha Baptist Bible College in Watertown. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the day his career ended, it was painful. Yeah. My wife and I, like, uh-oh, now what are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, what's next? Now we got to hang out together right. a little bit, you know? It it, it just is, uh, you have so many great things. And whether they like sports or not, it, right. it, yeah, it, four-year-old yeah, are that's fun why to hang out, man. I, my, uh, both of my kids, they come to the gym with me sometimes. 
So last week, both of them there from 10 to 5 p.m. Oh, and man. I'm teaching them, you know, the stuff that we talk about, the the positive body language, high-fiving kids. Even if you can't dribble, you can high-five and, and look someone in the eye and say please and thank you. That's the stuff I'm teaching my boys now through the game. You know, we had talked uh, the last uh, last segment, and I, and I brought up beyond time the pillars and the work ethic, accountability, effort, and energy. The, the next five, I think, are as important as the first five. Mental toughness, positive body language, attitude, passion, and coachability. And as you know, I, I don't think kids have changed, but I think we've as we get older, we've changed. I agree. And I came up with, I didn't know if I agreed with that, and now I do. There, there was a guy that was on Faith and Zone. He was a Division One college football coach. Okay. And I said, hey, kids have really changed over the years, don't you think? And he said, no, uh-uh, we have. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? And he said, look, I got my first head Division One job. I was 28 years old, mm-hmm. single, and I was the cool guy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 44. I'm married. I got three kids. All I want to do is get out of practice, go home and see my kids. Right. They haven't changed. They're still knuckleheads. Right, like right. Like I was. <laughs> and he said, and, but, but I've changed. The social, the social part of all this, social media has really kind of changed it a little bit. Right. But they're still knuckleheads the way I was when I was 17, 18 years old. When you, when you coach these kids, what, what age do you start working kids out? I start um, first grade. You know, first graders, I got a group of first graders, um, you know, and we call them little hoopers. Okay. Uh, and we do that on, you know, Saturday and Sundays where we have little hoopers come in, you know, from noon to one and come and play um, just to, you know, feel like they're, you know, a part of the program. And that's the part, if you grow them the right way, um, sometimes it's better, you know, for you um, sure. because they end up liking it more and now they can understand your pillars and what you believe in and it gets to get better each year hey do you do you use um it looks like you're at homestead high school you get to uh, yeah so so do you partner with them do you utilize that field house a little bit but Mm -hmm. then you go elsewhere right yeah uh, a lot of my personal training i do out of homestead high school okay um but i go to a lot of different high schools um that's around and i do camps and clinics so do they contact you and say, hey, look, do you, do you have interest coming to our high school? Yes, yeah, a little bit of both, a okay. little bit of word of mouth that they see what I do on social media. Um, but also we contact um, different schools to say, hey, this is what we do. We'd love to come in and run a camp for you guys um, and see, you know, the reaction we get from your community. Uh, that's how you grow as a um, business. You, at what part of your, your life, Joe, did you realize that this is maybe something you wanted to do? Was it when basketball ended? Was it before that? It, it was before. An interesting story about that is every time I came home um, from overseas, I worked in Marquette camps. Um, you know, the four years that I was in school and then the 11 years where I played. Okay. And I didn't have to do it, but I wanted to do it each year. I, it was something that um, as, a, as a kid, as an athlete, you're so structured, your life. And that's what one thing that was structured is I can always come back, work camps, be a part of you know, Marquette and, and do things and help kids. So I always do that for three weeks out of the summer, not knowing this is what I wanted to do um, as I got older and ready to retire. Um, but also I got lucky as well. Uh, I had I had people who wanted me to work them out right? Um, and wanted me to help them advance their game. The people that I talked to, and, and, and Kevin is one of them, uh, Coach McKenna from, from Hartford, but other people, and I keep hearing your name more and more now about, you know what, he, he came and worked with our group, and he came and worked with this group. And you, 
the circles I run in, Joe, if if they didn't like it, they wouldn't say anything to me about it. But if they do like it, they're like, hey, man, I got to tell you what, what my son or my daughter, what they went through, and Joe Chapman is, is doing this. And so it seems like the last couple of years, things have really picked up for you. Yeah, I mean, we just started two years ago. Man, that's um, good for you. Yeah, two years ago, and we have reached over 400 kids in these two years. Um, it started with one person, um, Chloe Murata, who's going to Marquette. Okay. Um, and it grew from there. I was actually going to continue to play. I had to make a decision. I was working with Corey Wolf, who's the head basketball coach, women's coach at Homestead. Uh-huh. And a lot of her um, players wanted me as clients. Um, so I had to make a decision of continue to play or to start my company. I like her, by the way. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah, she's fiery, too. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I, I would never even want to play horse against her. No, no, no. No, I'd lose so quick. I had her in studio. She was at Nicolay, I think, prior yep, to that. Nicolay. Yeah, and uh, um, her brother mm-hmm. um, was was a, was a manager and a player, yep. basically, at Wisconsin. And, and I really liked her passion for the game, her the, the way she gets after it a little mm-hmm. bit. And um, w- was it hard for you to make that decision to retire? Oh, it was. It was. I mean, because you've done it your whole life. Um, it's who you are. You think that's who you is as right. a person. Yeah. Um, you think that's what drives you every day to get out of bed. Um, so that heart, that part of his heart, I do, I do miss the camaraderie, being around guys and fellowshipping and um, the competitive nature of it. Sure. I miss that part of it. If, if you could um, go back and play one more game professionally, if you could play in one more setting, mm-hmm. who would you play for? Newcastle in England. No uh, doubt. No doubt. I, I was there for five years of my prime. I played for a player coach who was unbelievable. I learned a lot from him. Um, and his system, how he treated people, um, was different. It's, it's one of my uh, things that I live by that I talk about a little bit, how coaches, they lose sight of what's important. Um, and it's always about winning. To him, it wasn't an X and O guy. We ran the same, you know, five or six plays. Um, but him, he was so different where he was growing you as a person. He can read your body, your body language. He can read who you were as a person. He coached all of us differently, but had the same goal in mind of winning. And I got so much better under his knowledge. Um, so that would be one place that I would like to play again. Think about all that that has gone into what your mission statement is, what you, you know, the soul of what this company that that you started two years ago, Chapman Basketball Academy. Think about all the different people that have 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 right, good and bad. Yes, I agree. There there are things that you learned. I'm never doing that. Right. You know that's not going to be part of what I'm doing. Right. And so when you work these kids out, what what I love about this, Joe, is is you played at a really high level, and you, you to be able to tell, and whether a fifth or a sixth grader knows that, mm-hmm. knows who you are or what you've accomplished, all the things that you've accomplished have gone into this kind of recipe of who the, 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 the again, the, what the soul is of Chapman Basketball Academy. Man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I think every kid is different. Every kid is unique. Every kid has a a talent that you have to untap. It might not be basketball, but if you can relate to them personally and understand what makes them tick, you will get the best out of them no matter what. 
all these kids come out and, and grab a ball and start shooting threes right oh, away. Oh, right away. They're, Steph, all, they're all Steph Curry, Curry right? Steph Curry They're all Steph Curry, right? Yeah, yeah. All of them. Steph yeah, Curry era. You don't see too many. You know who's in town is Kayvon Looney's in town. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he's doing something with running Rebels. Um, and you watch him play. Yeah, he's not hunting threes. No, 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 he's not. He's not hunting threes. He's getting down on the block. He's setting screens, picking and popping, yeah. mid-range games, stuff like that. So, hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Kevin McKenna is going to join us. So we're going to talk. I know that his sons are involved mm-hmm. in, in what you're doing. Um, as we talk with Kevin and, and get to a break, again, go to ChapmanBasketballAcademy.com. And if you have interest in having Joe either have your kids join something he's doing or have Joe come out with his group and do a camp at your school, that would be the best place to get a hold of him. ChapmanBasketballAcademy.com. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and we're talking Chapman Basketball Academy. Uh, you can go to their website, ChapmanBasketballAcademy.com. Joe Chapman in studio. We're going to reach out to Kevin McKenna um, here in a couple of minutes. Coach, when when you get uh, when you get a group or an individual kids that come in, um, and the, and all of a sudden, I think, especially at an early age, you see where the light goes on and they start to get it. Mm-hmm. That's such a good feeling. Um, do, do you find that kids have too many opportunities to do other things, or do you like multi-sport athletes? Oh, I love multi-sport athletes. I think um, if if I can go back, I would you know want every kid that I've ever reached um, to play multi-sports, just yeah. because you might be really good at one thing and you might just be okay at something else. And then you might just be awful at another sport. How can you, you know, say, okay, how can I deal with this, um, this aspect of it? Right. Um, Cause that's hard for kids um, to do is to say, I, okay, now I need to understand that I need to be a role player in this setting. Do you think that kids are getting burned out a little bit playing basketball now? They do. Uh, Cause it's year round now. And, you know, so much pressure on kids to perform by their parents, by the coaches, by, you know, everyone out there to, you know, this generation we live in with social media. They're just trying to keep up with people. And it's so much that you get burned out from that kids, you know, they get mentally drained. Are you a fan of AAU basketball for the most part? It depends on how you run it. Um, it depends on the system you have. Uh, we started our AAU program this year. Um, we had six teams, all development ages. It's not um, nothing that we did on the high school level. Um, we started with four, one fourth grade team. Okay. Um, What's the name of the team? Chapman Basketball okay. Academy, CBA. There you go, CBA. Um, had Wojo's kid on there. Um, had a lot of uh, Marquette kids that I trained, all the coaches. Uh, so it's pretty kid cool. Sl- slap the floor when he's playing defense. Like oh yeah, he gets dude. after it. Does he, he? Oh, he gets after it. What grade is he? Uh, he he's a fourth grader. Okay. Uh, he's going into fifth grade. And he gets after it too. Yeah, um, and that's the it, it's just about how you run your AAU program. Okay, um, ours is more skill development. Um, you play four four to eight tournaments, not, and you're done by June. Um, there you go. And focus on other sports and have fun with it. Um, we also videotape every game. Um, we need to we show the kids um, what they're doing right and wrong on the court with that positive body language. Are you standing up cheering? Are you sitting down pouting? If someone falls to the ground, are you hustling over there? Um, that's all the stuff that we preach every day. 
um, to our AAU program, and um, we get we getting respect for it. Hey, um, before we get to uh, Coach McKenna, we have him on hold. Um, when I started coaching, I was 17 years old, so it's a zillion years ago. Remember the big VHS tapes? You probably <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. but um, a mom taped a game for mm-hmm. us and gave me the VHS tape and say, I didn't tape this for the reason you think I was taping it, and mm-hmm. please don't be mad at me. Mm-hmm. I went back and watched it, and she taped me and how ridiculous I looked on the sidelines mm-hmm. and how much I yelled. Mm-hmm. And she, I was so embarrassed. I was embarrassed. And the next time I saw her, she was very, she like kind of like, was like, are you going to yell? And I <laughs> hugged her and I said, thank you. Yeah. I said, you've changed. I It completely changed everything about, not everything. I still get after it a little bit, but a right. lot of what, how ridiculous I looked. So taping kids, taping people yes. to say, look, in that moment of frustration, this is what you said and this is how you look. Right. Man, it's an eye-opener. Oh, it is. It, it is. It I really agree. is. Hey, let's get to our guest. He is the head basketball coach at Hartford. Him and I coached together for years at Dominican, and uh, he is uh, he is one of my friends, and I really respect his opinion in the game of basketball. He is Kevin McKenna. Coach, how are you today? Good, Mike. How are you? Good. Tom Swiddle says hello, by the way. Oh, Coach Swiddle. Yeah, he is uh, in the hallway waiting for the next show, and he heard you were coming on. He asked me to please say hello. Hey, um... When we talk to Joe Chapman, I, I think he's just one of the guys that, that really understands a lot of the stuff that you and I have talked about for a long time. Can you talk a little bit about the reason you have your kids working out with him? Well, I think that he does it the right way. You know, when, he, when you look at your pillars that you guys were talking about earlier about being on time and giving effort and being a good teammate, um, those are things that as coaches we all want and we all stress. And to have yet another voice like Joe's who has done what he has done Benry has been, it just um, helps us immensely. You know, when he walks into Hartford and he sees 25, 30 kids there all waiting for him, I think that's a good sign. That means these kids are buying into what he's teaching. Um, you know, if my son is going to his workout uh, and he looks at the clock and says, Dad, we're going to be, you know, five minutes early, we got to be there 10 minutes early, again, there's another another player, another kid buying into what he's doing. And, and I just think that. What, how he goes about it, the energy that he brings, the passion that he brings, the excitement. Um, you know, when I walk into a Hartford gym and I see 25, 30 kids having fun, cheering each other on, helping each other up, um, running sprints but not letting anybody be the last man, I just think that what Joe does is just unreal. Boy, that's got to make you feel good. Joe, oh, right? it does. It does. Yeah, because he's uh, – when you talk about – you know, positive body language and attitude and passion. It's not about X's nose with no. you. You're not talking about let's run this flex screen and UCLA screen and and, right. and curl it. You're you're talking about all the things that as coaches we try to talk about. But when it comes from you, it makes a world of difference. Uh, I agree, uh, and that's um, one of the things that is very important while you're teaching a uh, young athlete. Also, how to you know use the things that you have to learn with the down screens and ball screens and different natures, but what are you doing to prepare for that? You yeah. know, are you are you echoing the message that the coach is saying on the sideline, or are you joking around when it's your turn to step up? Hey, Joe, do you do you also have to address some some parent issues? Do you think? Oh, of course. So of course. Not, not with Coach McKenna, of course. No, no. You know, he'd be the perfect parent. But, you know, maybe his wife. No, right, I'm, right. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm only kidding. 
Um, but certainly, you know, part of, I think, the issues that we have as coaches sometimes is everybody thinks their son's going to the show. Yeah, I agree. And on a youth level, um, it's a lot of parent coaches. And that hurts you or it helps you. It depends on the coach. And then also the parents in the crowd are yelling at their kid um, of trying to give them positive reinforcement, but they their tone matters of how they relay in a message. And there's a lot of things that in the youth sports that needs to be changed. Um, and that's one of the things that I tell people. I don't really coach the kid. I coach their parents. Right. Because if you can get through to them, you're gonna the kid's going to be more respective to you. You know what's really interesting? When my son played at Maranatha Baptist Bible College, there's a few games that their gym would get packed. Northland Baptist, the other Baptist college back then, you'd have to get there at 5 o'clock for a 7 o'clock tip. All right? I would sit at the top of the bleachers. After those games, he would he would say to me, really? Are you ever going to hit a jump shot? And I go, you heard that? Do you know, Joe, he said, in, in yep. atmospheres like that, I can't even hear my coach. Right. I but can I hear, hear you. you. Absolutely. I hear you. And so as a parent, it, it's eye-opening. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when the gym is packed and you can barely hear yourself mm-hmm. speak, but your son who is in the middle of the floor can hear you when you make comments to him. Mm-hmm. Man, we we need to we need to check ourselves a little bit sometimes as parents. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's the number one thing that we have to do. And as a coach, if you have that same demeanor as their parent, and you're just riding them for everything as well, then they they not getting any positive reinforcements. Uh, it's a way that we all can go about it. Um, and that's the things that I've learned from you know Coach McKenna and different coaches that I've seen do things. It's a way you do it. It's not how you you know say it. Right, it's your body language matters. Even if you're the coach, you know you got to be cool and collective because those kids, they looking at you. You know everything you do, they make a foul. They looking at the coach. You know everything. I've had guys over the years um, that have come up to me and said, "Hey, you know, coach, you remember you? I, you know, I you were my coach 22 years ago, and now I'm coaching." In fact, one guy, I always used to take the program and roll it up, right? And he said, you know, I coach now. I take the program and I tap kids on the head, just like you did. And I said, I do that? He goes, yeah, you always used to tap me on the head all the time. Mm -hmm. I I don't, you know, they they do. They watch and and hear everything that we we do and we talk about. Hey, Kevin, uh, how are the boys playing? uh, They're progressing nicely in the game of basketball? Yeah, you know, we had a really nice season last year. And, it, and to be honest, with you, it started with Joe. Um, you know, I got hired in May. Um, and it was kind of an awkward summer coming in and trying, you know, as all new coaches do, have to come in and, um, you know, establish a program, establish a mentality. And Joe helped me with that. You know, when he came in in uh, the fall last year and came out, you know, two or three days a week at night um, and just started building a team mentality that I couldn't get to until the season started. Um, you know, the, the kids came in. And then all of a sudden, girls came in, and then all of a sudden, youth came in, and that it just snowballed. And you know, now guys are coming up to me, going, "You know, when, when's Joe coming? When's Joe coming?" And I feel I feel like a second-rate coach up there because everyone's <laughs> waiting for Joe, you know. And, but it's 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 what you have to do, and and it's it's really neat that these kids are buying into what they're doing. You know, I when I'm at Hartford, I'm walking through the gym. A parent will come up going, "You know, I watched Joe's last workout, and that was really good." It was really neat the way he encouraged them, even when they're struggling, just home, slow down. You, you'll get it, you know, take your time, do it right, and it'll come to you. Um, and I think that the, the positive influence that he has with these young kids 
is unreal. You know, we're going to run a camp in, in July, and we're going to have 50, 60 kids up there. And we're talking July. That's really tough to get to. But when, when you have a person like Joe who doesn't just talk it but walks it, right? That, kids can spot that. They can really spot that. You know, when, you know, when you talk to these kids and say, what do you like about Joe? They say, I love his positive energy, but I'm learning something. When you talk to the parents, I love the way he's positively reinf- reinforcing it, but he holds them to high standards. You know, I know, like last week, Joe was talking in, in one of his workouts about, you know, do you want to be on the team or do you want to play on the team? Right. You know, so don't be satisfied with just being on the team. Push yourself to be the best person, best player you can be. And I think that's really, um, really apparent in what he does. And, you know, I have friends of mine who um, send their kids now to Joe that my son, you know, Peyton plays with. Um, they're like, you know, when you, know, you go in, it's the talk of, Wednesday night is okay. Who's going to Joe tomorrow or Sunday night? Who's going to Joe this week? And it, it's really neat that these kids are buying into that and they want to be there and they enjoy being there. And I think it, it's really special what Joe's brought to Milwaukee. Kevin, thank that, you. Know, oh, Kevin, I'm sorry. We got to get to a yeah, break. We're running long. I really appreciate um, those words. And again, ChapmanBasketballAcademy.com is where you need to go. Kevin, I'll be in touch. Uh, have a good weekend. Thanks, Coach. All right, take care, guys. You got Thanks, it. Joe. This is the Plains Farm and Fleet U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Blaine's Farm with Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my guest for the entire hour. He's a good one. He's Joe Chapman. Chapman Basketball Academy. If you don't know Joe, uh, YouTube. Watch some of his highlights, man. If uh, if you're going to send your, your son or daughter one of his camps and you want to find out what kind of player he was, trust me, you're going to like just, just YouTube Joe Chapman and watch some of these highlights, man. This is this He was a special, special basketball player. Hey, during the break, we were talking about uh, you're teaming up a little bit with some of your uh, former players, Steve Novak, Travis Steiner, guys like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, it's been special to have some of my the best players of my era uh, team up with them to do camps and clinics. Um, you know, all the information's at Chapman Basketball Academy or CBA.com. It's where, you know, we had Brown Deer um, High School in August and, you know, 6th through the 10th. We're doing a, you know, a camp there. Excellent. Um, and also we're doing a back-to-school camp um, for all the kids um, in the Mequon area where anyone from any era can come. Yeah. You know, go to a back to school clinic. CBA.com. Yep, CBA.com. That's what I should have been saying, but I, you know what? I just copied and pasted it. <laughs> yeah, Chapman Basketball. CBA.com. Yep. What you got going today? Oh, we have the TBT, you know, alumni games for $2 million today at the AL, um, where a lot of the guys come back and former players come back and play in. And this will be on ESPN three today. Yeah, ESPN three today at four o'clock at the Al McGuire Center. And you're coaching. Yeah, you're I'm coaching playing. this year. Coaching this year. The last two years I played. Yes, I watched you play. Yeah, and this year we're gonna. I'm gonna coach on the sideline, um, and also you know be ready to play. I think uh, these guys are ready to play. They focused, and um, a lot of these alumni guys. It should be a good crowd. And you know what? You guys have gotten deep. Yeah, the last couple of years. Oh yeah. Um, and and watching. It's really fun to watch. It is. It because. 
have some guys lost a step? Maybe. Right. But you know what? It's really intense. Yeah. And there's some really good basketball being played. Oh, it is. And Who's playing for you today? Uh, Jameel Wilson, um, Travis Diener, um, Jarrell McNeil, Maurice Acker, uh, Derek Wilson. Man. Uh, just a lot of these guys are coming back every year. Yeah. You know, Jake Thomas from the Racine area. Yeah, I know Jake. Uh, he's coming back to play. Jake it's, never saw a shot he didn't like. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I hope he doesn't like a few today. Yeah, you got to pass up on some. My son played <laughs> AU basketball with Jake. Oh, okay. And, man, when he gets it going. Oh, he lights it up. But what's interesting is he changed his game completely. To be able, well, you talked about this in yeah. the first segment, how you have to change your you game do. to get on the floor. Absolutely. And and I just, you know what, this kid could straight up shoot. Mm-hmm. And to be able to get on the floor, he had to defend. Yep. And he had to pass the ball and he had to take charges and do the things he had to do. And I give him a lot of credit for doing that. Yeah, it's very hard to do, but you have to make those adjustments as a player and in life when things throw a curveball at you. Are you ready to accept it and move right on to the next thing? Joe, what's what's the process if somebody listening is a coach at at whatever level, boys or girls, because you do both, um, and they want to to invite you to come to their gym? What's the process? Do they they get a hold of you through your CBA dot com? Yeah, right? uh, Joe at ChapmanBasketball.com Okay, is my email. Um, we can be reached at also at four one four four zero five forty six eighty eight. Hold on, give me that again. Uh, we can be reached at Joe at yep. ChapmanBasketball.com. Okay. And also we can be reached at 414-405-4688. 405-4688. 405-4688. If you're driving and you don't get that, get me get a hold of me at the radio station. I'll get you in contact with Joe. Do you then talk about doing a one-day camp or a five-day camp? Or you guys negotiate at that point what – what what you're going to do and how much time you're going to be able to give them? Yeah, we're negotiated at the time what they're looking for and also the type of players they do have. Um, just like this week, we have a guards camp coming where boys or girls can come from okay. any level and sign up with Travis Diener, and he, we're going to take them through a guards camp at Homestead High School um, the 9th and the 10th of uh, July. Man, that's awesome. You get a chance to – Get on the court with Travis Senior and <laughs> yeah. Joe Chapman. Yeah. I might sign up. <laughs> yeah. I have no eligibility left. Can you yeah. make me a better? No, you can't make uh, me a better player. Well, we uh, we do adult classes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> We're talking after this. I can still shoot it. That's about it. Yeah, that's yeah. all I've got, Joe. It's been my pleasure. Uh, I was a big fan of yours. I'm more of a fan um, now. So thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for having me. You Appreciate bet. it. CBA.org.com. Excuse me. CBA.com or call them at four zero five four six. Eight, eight. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.